Today, we're going to answer Harry's question all about student loan debt. I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Dealmaking, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Hey everyone, today I got a really interesting comment from Harry, um, who is a student. Let me, read, let me read you the question. He says, I am a student and I've got some student debt. Should I pay back the debt first or go on the path of acquiring a business? My loan interest rate is 12%. Now, Harry doesn't uh, explain where he is in the world or how much of a debt that he has or anything like that, but it doesn't really matter because today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip into this question and it's going to bring me a little bit into the world of personal finance, which is one that I don't often talk about. And so I may in fact say some things that are absolutely contrary to other things that you've heard. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. Just put it in the comments down below. Um, there's more than enough room on the internet for a lot of people's opinions. But in order to break down this question, I, I thought about my own history, which I've talked about before. And I've thought, you know, like, how do you make a decision like this? How do you decide, should I, should I pay off debt? Should I buy a business? Like what, what am I going to do? So I made a basic pro con chart, and this is something that you can do as well to think about this of the pros and cons of either of these two strategies that Harry has presented. Now, I'm going to make a few assumptions here. The first assumption I'm going to make is that Harry has borrowed money to study something that will give him a marketable skill so that his university degree will allow him to earn a higher than normal income once he graduates. And of course, that may in fact be a stretch because we know that a lot of people out there borrow money to get university degrees that don't in fact increase their marketability at all. Well, I'm going to make a few references throughout today's talk to some different books. And I'm going to put a banner up here at the bottom. If you go in the show notes, you'll find a link to my Amazon bookstore and it's amazon.com slash shop slash David Barnett. And yes, it's, it's an affiliate thing. So if you buy something on there, I earn a small commission. I think it's 4% or something, but it's really the easiest way that I've found to create some kind of reading list or book list of things, of books that I find valuable to share with people. And so the link is in the, in the description here today, but in that, in that bookstore, there was a book from a fellow named Aaron Clary called Worthless. And it's a book that talks about how to determine whether or not a degree program you're thinking about studying has any value. And if it's worth pursuing, you know, basically it's all about a return on investment, right? But one of the biggest millstones around the neck of young people today are these huge student debts acquired by earning degrees that don't actually make them marketable or allow them to earn a higher income. So we're going to assume that Harry didn't do that, that he actually went into something that's going to allow him to earn more money. And he says that he is a student. So I'm going to assume that Harry is young, early twenties, for example. Now, the question is, should I pay back the debt first or go on the path of acquiring a business? So let's, let's think about these two different things. Then I'm going to go back to his question. So pros and cons of paying off debt, right? Um, the number one pro 
of paying off debt, especially if it's at 12%, is that putting extra money on that debt is a guaranteed risk-free rate of return of 12%. Because if you think about every payment you make, it's a mixture of principal and interest. If you put an extra dollar, that's going to be an extra dollar of principal. Well, imagine if that dollar is a dollar that you would normally have paid in 10 years time, right? But by paying it today, every year over the next 10 years, you save 12 cents because that last dollar you pay off at the end of your loan, you're going to pay 12 cents of interest on that dollar until you get to the end of the loan and you're able to pay it back. So conceptualizing debt repayment in this fashion has always given me a real excited enthusiasm for paying off debt because I'm like, okay, I have 10 years left on this loan. If I put an extra hundred dollars here, I just saved, you know, 12 bucks every year for 10 years. So I just saved myself this huge amount of money. It's, and then if you realize I've just freed up those funds in the future, it means that I'm making a, I'm making an investment. Paying off debt is an investment because you're going to save that money that would normally go to interest. It will become available to you in the future to spend on other things or to accumulate or to save up, whatever. And so paying off that debt with a 12% interest rate, there's no risk. There's no, oh, something happened. You didn't earn 12%. You only earned six or, oh, you lost money. No, it's guaranteed. You are going to avoid the interest cost if you make an early principal payment. So we're talking about a risk-free guaranteed yield of 12%. And, and really there's no place to get a risk-free yield of that magnitude today, right? So that's the pro number one of paying off the debt. Pro number two, if you're going to one day want to do something like buy a business or buy a house or anything like that, you're going to have to present yourself likely in front of a banker where your net worth statement will be examined and scrutinized. And by reducing the amount of debt you have, regardless of anything else you do, your net personal net worth position will improve because you're reducing the amount of debt. Um, third thing, um, you will be getting rid of, and I don't know where you are, Harry, but if you're in the United States, student loan debt cannot ever be gotten rid of even through a bankruptcy, right? Um, if you're in Canada, same thing, but with a, a certain time limit. So I think it's seven years or something after you get it before you can cancel it in a bankruptcy. So if you keep your student loan debt and then get into business and your business were to fail, you might end up going bankrupt and all those commercial debts you acquired could be wiped away in the bankruptcy, but the student loan debt won't be, right? So there's another advantage to getting rid of the student loan debt because it's a debt that you just can't get rid of. So pay it off, right? Um, another thing is that you are going to develop what is called a, a PAW lifestyle, P-A-W, prodigious accumulator of wealth. And this is a term that was made popular by uh, Dr. Stanley, um, who wrote the book Millionaire Next Door. And he also wrote another book called Stop Acting Rich. You will find links to those books in my bookstore. Okay. And so learning to live below your means is a superpower in business because you need to bring some money to the table. If you think that you're going to go out and buy a business and you're broke, then you should be going over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, 
there's a menu there if you're looking on your phone. If you're looking on a desktop, there's a, a bar that goes across. One of the items is buy a business with no money. All of the videos that I have ever made about buying a business with no money are there. And by the time you finish watching them all, you'll realize just how difficult and somewhat foolish it is to try to chase that if you're broke. Okay. So you're going to have to have some amount of resources. You're going to have to have some amount of net worth in order to buy the business. Paying off the debt is going to give you a better net worth statement. It's going to allow you to save money in the future because you will avoid paying interest down the road. It's going to allow you to ultimately, when the debt is paid, have a lower monthly cost of living because you won't have that loan payment, et cetera. What are the cons to paying off the debt? Uh, this is very boring, right? It's very boring. Uh, it smells like being responsible. It is being responsible. And so it's very boring. It's not exciting at all. Um, how about, you know, the second option, buying a business? So here are the pros of being a young person straight out of university going and buying a business. Um, you get to tell all the people on Twitter about it, that you're a search funder or what have you, and you're going to, because you're probably broke and you have debt, student debt. So you're going to have to go find investors. You're going to read that uh, Harvard Business Review guide to, you know, buying a small business. Um, and you're going to go and find some investors for your search fund, right? And um, you'll probably then get invited on some podcasts to talk about your journey. Um, it'll be very exciting. There's a certain amount of celebrity to it these days. Um, and you may achieve success, right? Um, and you will also be beholden to a bunch of investors and whatnot, and you will have to perform. And let's address that whole search funder thing right now, because realistically, if you read that Harvard Business Guide to Buying a Small Business and you learn about search funds and all that kind of stuff, what they're describing are basically people who go to very elite business schools who are then able to access, you know, investors through different connections that they might have. And you're talking about a journey that is anything but average, right? The, the, the people who do that and then are successful at it and then talk about it are not run-of-the-mill average people. They're exceptional people, right? And so every once in a while, you have to ask yourself, if I, if I play basketball and my goal is to become you know, a player on an NBA team, how realistic is it? I'm not trying to squash your dreams, but let me tell you this. Because I work with people all day long who are buying businesses and they're doing real deals and they're doing them without investors. Usually they're doing them with their, they're doing deals with their own resources. And so they're putting down money. They're qualifying for bank loans. They're getting some seller financing. They're doing deals day in, day out. And this is what they look like. They're middle-aged people. They have a career behind them that allowed them to develop business and management skills. They had time since they graduated from university to pay off debts, accumulate wealth, build up down payments, build up home equity, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, so the time, because they were able to develop that skill, that superhero skill of living below their means, they were able to accumulate resources of their own. So they didn't have to necessarily go out and get investors to do the deals, right? So... One of the biggest reasons why people want to buy a business is because they want to be the captains of their own destiny. 
They want to control their own time. They want to be able to, to make their own decisions. If you are fresh out of school and you have no money and you're going to try to buy a business right away and, uh, you know, you have to go and get investors or something, then you're just going to be putting yourself into a position akin to being employed because you now have to perform for this board of directors that people have put the money in, right? Again, it's exciting, but is it really going to deliver what you want? Here are the cons to immediately going on the, on the buy a business route. Number one, um, you're going to need a higher pay out of the business because you're still going to have that student loan payment, right? And so, if you are young and you pay off that loan and you accumulate some money and, you know, in a few years time, you go and do your first deal and you're still living, you know, well below your means and you're still getting by on, on barely any kind of lifestyle expenditures, then that again increases your chances of success because you don't have to pull as much money out of the business. You can then play the debt reduction game in the business after you've done it in your own life. Right. And you see, this becomes a virtuous cycle of wealth accumulation and debt destruction and equity building. Um, a lot of the times, and, and this is where people may disagree with me in the world of personal finance, people get become income statement focused. So they look at their monthly income and expenses and they look at that student loan payment and they go, geez, it's going to take 10 years to pay that off. Well, you know, there's no point in, in trying to pay it off early. I'm just going to have to live with it. And they just look at the monthly income and expenses, income and expenses. And this is how people get into too much car that they can't afford. It's how they buy too much home that they can't really afford because they're always looking at the payments. They never look at the balance sheet. The balance sheet is the personal net worth statement. What is the total amount of assets I have? What is the total amount of my debts? And so you want to be focused on your position. You want to be focused on your wealth position. And like the, all those cliches about people who are overnight successes and all that kind of stuff. If you learn the skills to live below your means and you pay off your debts and you accumulate assets and you accumulate wealth, you're going to come into an opportunity to buy a business and you're going to have a stronger position. You're going to have more options open to you. The more money you have available to you, the lower your finance costs are going to be, the more lenders are going to want to deal with you. The stronger you are financially, the more willing a seller will be, for example, to do more seller financing under better terms, right? So your power level, if you want to think about it like this, if you want to think about it like a video game, your power level, your strength, your attributes as you grow through life are going to get better and better and better if you work on that foundation. And that foundation is called your equity or your net worth, right? The more resources you accumulate, the, the fewer debts you have, the more options you're going to have down the road. Um, the other big con to buying the business is that the business might fail. So we're talking about what is categorically the highest risk asset class there is for investing, right? Um, I mentioned before a few weeks ago, and there's a whole section. If you go to businessbuyeradvantage.com and you do the online course there about how to buy a business, there's an entire module about risk in that course where I, I try to teach people to, uh, to have a realistic understanding of what kind of risks they're getting involved in um, because small businesses are risky. They can fail, right? And so to leverage yourself highly in life through the student loan, et cetera, 
and then to get yourself, you know, just barely across the line to qualify to buy a business and also be very highly leveraged again, you're in a fragile position where the smallest bump might come along and put you offside. And all of a sudden, a, a chain of dominoes starts to fall where one, you know, unfortunate circumstance then creates another situation that you can't deal with because of the lack of capital or because things are too tight. And one thing after another just starts to fall and then the whole thing collapses. Whereas if you invest the time early in accumulating your resources and then you buy a business that doesn't bring you to the edge of your solvency, if you, if you, you know, don't put your last nickel into a deal, as they say, and then something unfortunate happens in the business and you can just simply kick in more money, right? Well, hey, oh, that was unfortunate. I'll just put in some more money. Problem solved, right? And you live to fight another day. But if you don't have that option open to you, the chances of business failure are heightened, right? This is why it's so difficult, you know, to get bank loans and why the governments have to step in and offer these guarantee programs to banks because the banks know how risky business is. They, they handle these accounts. They know these people, right? They know what the risks are. Anyway, so let's get back to your question. I'm going to read it again. I'm a student. I have some student debt. Should I pay back that debt first or go on the path of acquiring a business? And here's the answer. And, and your loan interest rate is 12%. Harry, paying off the student debt is part of the path of buying a business. It's part of the path of doing the self-development work to turn yourself into an ideal candidate to become a strong business buyer that has options open to them and is going to be able to do the better deal under the better terms with better access to better financing. Everything becomes easier the more money you have, right? Um, you know, if you're short on money, just go to the grocery store. If you're short on cash and you need five items and you end up having to buy the smallest packages, you're going to pay more per gram or per ounce than someone who has a lot of money and they buy the bigger packages or they go to Costco, right? It's the same with everything in life. The more resources you have, the cheaper things become, the easier things become. And so set yourself up to be in that position. Your university education hopefully is going to set you up to have a higher income Take advantage of that. Your first goal once you get a job should be to accumulate that emergency account, six months of living expenses, which is going to include an amount you need to make your loan payment off your student loan. And then the next thing I would do is I would go full gear into destroying that student loan, pay that thing off. And then once that's paid off, you do not change your lifestyle. You put all of that cash into accumulating the war chest the money that you're going to be using to go and pursue that business deal. Anyway, if anyone else has some, some other advice, or if you think there's something important that I missed, just put it in the comments below. But Harry, that's my advice to you. Um, for all the people that I've seen come and go over the course of time, the people that have the hardest times are the ones who just, they push themselves to the limit. That tiny thing happens, throws them off course. And I don't want to see that happen to you. Anyway, We'll see you next time, guys. Love you all very much. Bye. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me and how I work with my clients. You can learn more about my books, 
and the online courses that I've prepared for you. You can find out about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest. Special thanks go out to Jeff Alpaw Customs for being my tailor. Men all around the world can look dangerous, just like me, with the help of Jeff Alpaw Customs. JeffAlpaw.com. Use the code DCB10 to save. They handle multiple currencies and ship anywhere you happen to be.